tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! This was such a nice song, but mm-hmm. oh my... God, does it hurt. Yeah. It's a little deep. <laughs> yeah, a little deep, and the sun is slightly warm. Yeah. Hello, Blind Spot fans, and hey. welcome to another episode of the After Buzz TV Blind Spot After Show. Today we are covering episode eight, Persecute Envoys, which anagrams to suspect everyone. Basically. Because, you know, that's not terrifying at all. Mm-hmm. And with me, I have the lovely Stephanie Garrett. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm at Stephanie G3360 on Twitter and Instagram. And Stephanie Garrett 3360 on YouTube. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also checking our hashtag, which is ABTV Blindspot. And we have the live chat up on the monitor. So if you're in the live chat or in the hashtag, have something you'd like to talk about, uh, put it up. Let us know. And we would you may well get a shout out. Yeah. So what did you think of this episode? I actually liked this episode. We got a lot more, like you said, character development here and a little more backstory on a few of the characters, which I liked. We did. I still feel like Reed is a bit of a backstory desert yeah. in that we know nothing, nothing about the man. And that is really starting to bother me. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I think they're going to dive into it at some point. But, yeah, we it, we're mostly in Zapata's. And I, I hope we do get something on him mm-hmm. because he's fun and they're bantering and all of what we know about him is that he trusts Kurt and doesn't trust the new Kurt who's not acting right around Jane. Right. But we don't really know anything about his past. And Zapata, meanwhile, is, oh, we need her, we need someone to relate to them. Zapata, you were a cop. Zapata, you lost a partner. Zapata, you, what was it, right. grew up in the foster system or something? Something like that, yeah. She's basically related to our past three or four suspects and it's like, okay, Okay, <laughs> you have developed the heck out of her, and I cannot help but feel it's just the convenient, empath- empathetic route for the episode. Right. Just, just, come on. Come yeah, on. Give us a little more. I feel like the most natural development she's had was the gambling backstory. Yeah, the gambling, yeah. And d- now, well, of course, she's going to be dealing with Tom, our favorite oh, our favorite vampire. I mean, that person. man. <laughs> Such a vampire. That's that's a really good... I'm, Isn't he a I just keep thinking Republican. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and I know there's going to be people that are like, how dare you? And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Do- doesn't he look like a senator? Doesn't yeah. he look oh, like completely. someone... Who would just be like, I have your best interests at heart. Right. Let's defund your health care provider. Right. Like, he (laughs) seems like that kind of guy. Absolutely. That's just what he looks like. Yeah, you're a single mother with four kids. Yeah, you're a single mother with four kids. Let's kick you out of your apartment and and tear down your apartment and start a development. That kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) So you can definitely tell our opinions on this panel and... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what exactly we think about certain characters right. and uh, certain political situations, mm-hmm. which I was really intrigued by this. Let's let's actually talk about daylight. Yes, because we have had this coming for a while. Right. And this is something both of our stories here have really tied into real world issues. Yeah. And they're good at doing this. But this one hit 
really close to home in some ways. Because mm-hmm. we got the origins of uh, Daylight. We yeah. got a flashback to five years ago, and we have Tom and Mayfair and Sophia Varma, the deputy White House political director, called into a meeting with the chief of staff, who essentially told them the NSA has been collecting all of this information, phone calls, etc. Right. It's all illegal, but use it to find stuff out mm-hmm. and to put people behind bars and, you know, all that fun stuff. Which yeah. Super incredible, a thousand percent illegal. Mm-hmm. And Mayfair's not up for it. No. She doesn't like the idea. It's not an official program. It hasn't been signed into law. None of that fun stuff. Right. And so she is very much against it. Mm-hmm. And Tom lays down, and I had to write this down, nobody leaves until all three of us are on board. Mm. Because she couldn't have doubts and then go. Because right. if one person knew about it who wasn't in on the program, mm-hmm. they wouldn't do it. Right. Because they couldn't run that risk. Mm-hmm. So that's that's some interesting backstory that we have for Mayfair. Right. And I like that she's very by the book. Yes. She seems so by the book and she is really professional and she loves her job. Now, I don't know if she always makes the right decisions when it comes to certain things, but that that's a, a, yeah. a, a testament to her character, I think. Well, and when she's talking to Kurt, she tells him that um, Guerrero was her front mm. basically mm-hmm. any time that information came up where it was against a drug dealer or a gang or whatever she'd say that Guerrero fed her that information and that was officially what it was on paper so they could put everything through so they could make the arrests etc mm-hmm. even though she was using the information from daylight right and Kurt of course is having so much trouble trusting her after this yeah I, Kurt you know... founded on trust issues Weller <laughs> he has trust issues with everyone. He does. Bless his soul. <laughs> he does not forgive easily. Mm-mm. He does not do well with broken trust. He obviously has a massive gaping mental wound where that is centered. Yeah. A lot of that having to do with Taylor disappearing, I'm mm-hmm. sure, and then the suspicion cast on his dad. But he's just, he's not... Yeah. He's not okay with this. Yeah, and I thought he was a bit insubordinate when talking to Mayfair. I mean, I'm when they were having their exchange, I thought, well, who's the boss here? Is it her or is it him? You know? It is still her, but yeah, the way he was acting for some of it was just, okay. Yeah. You need to cool your jets, bro. You're not handling this well. Exactly. And I know we're seeing him at a time of great emotional turmoil, and he's been in great emotional turmoil emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. I choose the best words, I swear. <laughs> just, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Since, like, episode two. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering how he ever got to be the head of a team if he keeps flying off the handle. That's a good point. Yeah, I wonder how... Yeah, who made that decision? Was it Mayfair? I, I feel like, again, all we're seeing is him just dealing with stuff that mm-hmm. is so far outside of his comfort zone, it's not even visible anymore. Yeah. And I would like to maybe see some flashbacks of him so we could see what he was like before a woman with his name tattooed on her back showed up in his life. Right, that's true. Uh, My guess is is he's always had a little of that anyway, considering his history with his dad and everything, and Taylor and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, I wonder where it's all sort of... I think it's rushing to the surface because of Jane, actually. You know what I mean? It all kind of... It's like a tsunami. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I feel like all we've seen is the very exacerbated version. Yeah, exactly. 
and I kind of want to see what the default state was because for the viewer, <laughs> that is the default state. Yeah. So everyone's telling us, oh, he was like this. Oh, he is like this. And you've changed him. We're like, we never got to see that. We never saw so that. if you want to show us some of that so we have a basis of comparison, that would be glorious. Yeah. Well, Take notes, writers. This is what we want. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hope they're listening. <laughs> so. Of course, you know everyone watches our show. Of course they do. <laughs> Hi, live Can't even Finish that <laughs> sentence. I do love that they brought up the letter to uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because yes. this is a thing that exists. I don't know if you guys out there have seen mm-hmm. it, but it's definitely worth looking up. And it is a letter where the FBI essentially threatened Dr. King mm-hmm. while he was protesting. So. Again, they were talking about it as a reminder not to abuse your power, and that's again, guys. This this is a real thing. Google it, read the letter. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it is. It's, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Extremely. Mm-hmm. So, so we it, over the course of these flashbacks, we see daylight just kind of fall apart. Sophia yeah. is really super into it. She uh-huh. really likes having this information at hand. She definitely uses it, and we get the mention of. Planned Parenthood mm. attempting to be defunded, and she uh, got blackmailed. I am losing words tonight. It is I know. super Don't fun. Don't ask me. <laughs> she blackmailed one of the congressmen right. to vote against the defunding mm-hmm. because he had evident he was paying for an intern's abortion, and mm-hmm. you know implications that he got her pregnant, etc. Right. And so. For one, it's that hot-button topic of Planned Parenthood, which even if this was something they were talking about in 2010, is still still a hot-button topic today. Oh, yeah, it's in the news. Especially when it's getting defunded in places like Texas mm. that severely need it. Uh-huh. So it's it's really interesting to see the show take these issues and go, oh, yeah, you hear about it in the news. Oh, yeah, you get all this stuff. Well, this is how it factors into our not-so-fictional world. Right. It's the series is very much picking up a mirror and saying, look at yourself. Pretty much. Take a good hard look. And their connection with daylight to the NSA. Yeah. And, all, you know, that's been in the news for the last year, a couple of years, just just that, that NSA thing about being being spied on and all that sort of thing. Yeah, because we, we then have uh, Douglas Winter blowing the whistle on, on the NSA in mm-hmm. the flashbacks. And that's very obviously meant to be Edward Snowden. Ah, yeah. A fictional Edward Snowden yeah. blowing the whistle on a fictional program that the NSA may or may not have done. Right. So they had to go with a different... I don't know if they could use Edward Snowden's name. Probably. Well, I mean, what's he going to do? Come over here and sue somebody? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm honestly wondering not... No, they I'm trying couldn't. to follow this train of thought, and I'm not finding the right words for no. it. <laughs> if it wouldn't be Edward having issues with it, if it would be someone else up the line. It could be, yeah. Somebody yeah, somebody says, well, you can't do that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't but, think he would care. Yeah, <laughs> Douglas Winter is very obviously the Edward Snowden parallel in this particular story. Yeah. We have infighting between the three, because of course we do, because Tom is part of this, and Tom. Tom. Right. And... We cut forward to Sophia feeling terrible because she essentially destroyed a man's life with this, released the information that he used to have an addiction problem. Mm -hmm. He fell off the wagon, got a DUI, his wife and kids left. She basically completely screwed a man's life over. And she wants to flee the country, wants to go to Hong Kong and wants to take Mayfair with her. And we get the do you love me line. And it's one of those. Wait a minute. They're living together Mm -hmm. They're Oh, they're a couple. They're a couple. Thanks. We got representation in the show. Finally. Well done. Yeah. Well done. A little backstory on, on Mayfair. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like, hello! It was like, no, this this is a thing. There, yep. This yeah. Is. This is it. And Mayfair doesn't want to because if everything that Daylight did comes to light, mm-hmm. all of the convictions that she's had are overturned and all of the people she put away got released. And, you know, those are some very dangerous people. Right. So they can't afford to do that. So Sophia goes off and commits suicide because yeah. she cannot handle it. She cannot deal with what she's done. She cannot handle what she's been a part of. Mm-hmm. Just any of that. And right. that's extremely rough to watch. Right. That was very sad because poor Mayfair was just just distraught. But now we know who the uh, person who died is that, you know, yeah. three people knew about this and one of them is dead. Well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Well, Weller knows now, so he's... <laughs> he's he does. A, yeah, he's like the next third person. <laughs> and we get this fun conversation with him and Mayfair at the end saying, well, what happens if I turn you in? Well, what happens if this? Mm-hmm. What happens if the people who are behind Jane's tattoos come after you? Good because point. it is a corruption case and your file was tattooed on her body and we've seen how all these other cases have turned out. Yeah. What if they come after you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. She And he's right. I think something is going to turn up on her, but, you know, we'll see. Oh, of course. Yeah, because that's just too coincidental. <laughs> well, and she did the whole, I'll improvise thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's turned out super well for everyone in the past, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, should we talk about the procedural stuff with the the police? And uh... I think we should talk about the procedural stuff with the police. <sighs> yeah. Oh, the NYPD. <laughs> Man. And again, we're we're taking stuff directly from the news where they even quoted, we don't want another Ferguson or Baltimore because this started off with two cops dead. Yeah. Actually, I I have to put this up because this is in my notes and this is on the character development side of things. Okay. But we get a scene of uh, Zapata sparring with Jane and all in caps, I have Bechdel test passed. (laughs) I wrote that down too. I said something to the fact they had a good sparring match. Good stuff. I liked it. it well, cool. and I'm sure the show passed the Bechdel test before then, but this mm-hmm. for those of you who may not know, the Bechdel test is a very bare bones test, and it's do you have two characters who are women who have a conversation that's not about a man? Mm. It's it is the bare minimum of writing female characters. It okay. is like if you can't even pass this. Buddy, we got problems. Right. The Avengers does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> it's an issue. Yeah. But this show's just like, sure, let's do it. Let's have them spar. Let's have them go out and drink. Let's let's have a good time. Let's right. have a good time. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. And I keep walking away from the procedural part of this episode. So let's do that. Yeah. Hashtag butcher the butchers. Ooh, butcher the butchers. Yeah. That very, very clever. Very clever. And, of course, Jane has a tattoo of that. Yeah, we (laughs) essentially have two cops who have been killed Mm -hmm. with Butcher the Butcher painted above them, not sure if in paint or their own blood, but either way, super macabre. Yeah. And it turns out that it looks like it ties back to Lamont Green, who was an unarmed black teenager who was shot and killed by a cop earlier. And this, this is... Very Black Lives Matter Very. territory. Yeah. What's in the news now? Consistently. 
And again, I I obviously don't have the experience to speak for this. Yeah. But, but it's interesting to see this show, again, reflect what's in the news and uh-huh. make you think about things that have happened and saying, yeah, no, this is still a problem. Yeah. And that evidently the cop that did it was not indicted, but got fired after there were, you know, protests in the street. Because surprise, surprise, people don't like it when cops kill an innocent person. Right. I mean, especially, well, considering they were supposedly dirty cops, mm-hmm. you know, with, with all kinds of shady dealings and all sorts of things, black yeah. and things like that. The 65th Precinct is what this was. <laughs> has a long line of incidents, quote-unquote, and they are known as the Brooklyn Butchers. And mm-hmm. I have to wonder if the 65th Precinct is entirely fictional, if this is based mm-hmm. on something. I feel like this would have to be fictional, I this particular so. precinct number, because otherwise that is a lot of lawsuits waiting to happen. Oh, yeah, a lot of pissed-off cops in New uh, York, yeah. and we don't want that. <laughs> or people trying to emulate what they've seen on the show. Uh-huh, exactly. Which is also not really something we advise, you guys. No, don't Just do don't, don't do the thing. Don't go there. Do, that's not a good idea. Mm-mm. Yeah. And so because they have these incidents and because it is a precinct with a reputation, they bring in the FBI to solve the case. Which, you know, no one wants that. They want to take care of their own. But if they already have kind of a touchy relationship with their community, right? they don't want to screw it up even more. Yeah. They don't want to police themselves. So the FBI are on the case, and it turns out they um, there's a body camera uh-huh. program that's essentially in beta for the precinct, but is about to go national. And I'm sitting here going, yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah. Someone has done the thing, even if they're fictional, just <laughs> because that lends support to the real life push for body cams on cops. Right. At least in some way. Unfortunately, it is not used well in this episode. No. You, you spend the entire episode going, yes, no, no. no. yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big controversy there with police officers and the body cams. Yeah. Extremely. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I think we could use them. I think that would be good. And in the show, they said, yeah, when we started using them, we haven't had one brutality com- lawsuit since. That's true. So, yeah. you know, if they work. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, someone on the force is using body cam footage for blackmail. Mm. And they find this out when they essentially run down a Ricky Holt, who's a football player, and he's being blackmailed for photos of him in bed with another man. Yeah. And he makes a very good point that, yeah, there are athletes who are out of the closet, but it tanks their careers. There was a, it was either a kicker or a punter for the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. where this happened to him. And he's definitely speaking about it and letting people know his experience. And mm. again, other things you should Google because this show is super good at pulling from the headlines oh, yeah. without being like, this is a direct thing that we're pulling from the. Yeah. They're not law and order. Right. No, no. They just get a sliver of information. A couple of slivers. Yeah. Yeah. And then they kind of make it their own. It's a story that's very much based in truth, but Mm -hmm. still very much fiction. Right. Exactly. And I think they walk a fairly good balance for that. Yeah, I think so, too. The show does does a great job at that. Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that the blackmail was pictures of pictures. Someone was taking a picture of the computer monitor with their camera, which, smart. Yeah. 
And they were having a tough time tracking it because there's only two login accounts, one for admin and one for cops. And everyone knows the passwords. And wait, as a techie person, I know you were like, no. Oh, my God. (laughs) Technology is my day job. And it's we can reset people's passwords, but we're not allowed to know them because Mm -hmm. obviously security and you don't share passwords and you don't. You're a police precinct. You should have. I just kind of went, oh, <laughs> they're in the 90s. Yeah, that's so not You're right. That's so 90s. Who needs a password? Ah. Nobody hacks anything. No. Nobody uses computers for bad stuff. <laughs> that was before we knew it all. Right, people? Yeah. The IT professional in me just kind of cried. Well, I right, that. Yeah. I'm like, Patterson, baby, I feel you. This is awful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. And they managed to track it down. I need to look at my notes for this because I'm blanking on essentially the procedure that they had. I didn't write it down. But they found out they had multiple victims of extortion because they were all depositing money into an account filed under a dead guy's name that went to offshore accounts that was laundered through a whole bunch of other things, like an 18-step process Mm -hmm. that essentially made it untraceable. But the person who, the dead person whose social security number they were using to open the account lived in a particular building with noise complaints. And most of those complaints were answered by a pair of beat cops, Costello oh, and Johnson. Yeah. Found out that those two had burner phones, all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they go to track them down and it turns out that they are at Schultz's widow's house. Doing the whole, oh, you know, we feel so bad for you. He was our friend, too. Let us know what you know. Mm -hmm. Do you know anything? Right. Did you you tell the FBI anything? Yeah. What do you know? Give me that phone. And then Johnson (laughs) said, oh, you know, I heard your husband was having trouble sleeping and what are these sleeping pills? Maybe you should take a few. Just like, uh, (laughs) I thought he was going to shove them down his throat. I was going to say, what do you want to do with something? Right. I mean, you can make that look like a suicide, but you cannot make a bullet wound. Right. For, no. Yeah, and then they get the, get the so shootout much. with uh, Jane and Weller in the house. Who arrived just in the nick of time. Of because we did. figured it out just in the nick of time. Because yeah. dramatic timing. Mm-hmm. Other things that the show is really super good at. Right. <laughs> do we do we have anything fun in the live chat? I know there's an ongoing conversation, but I missed the beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember. What are, what are they? Oh, here we go. Something, I don't know. What do you think? Here, take this. You need a nap. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Cyber had a body scan. Okay, yeah. We oh. don't know that Guerrero knew about Daylight. He was just Mayfair's front. Yeah, they, they made true. it pretty clear in the previous episode that Guerrero didn't know Mayfair at all. Mm-hmm. She was using him without his knowledge because That's she right. knew he was essentially untouchable yeah. and didn't know where he'd gone. Right. And clearly he was hiding in Draclan. And somebody on Twitter had mentioned that Draclan wasn't an actual place. But it's, what did they say? Yeah, it was a fictional county. Let's see if yeah. I can pull this up on Twitter. Because y'all do your research and I absolutely love it. You guys mm-hmm. are wonderful. Uh, Water Lily San. Not to be missed persnickety Michigander, but Draclan is fictional, I think. Alpena County was referenced earlier, though, and that's real. Mm-hmm. We like persnickety Michiganders. <laughs> they they help us keep our facts straight, and we really super appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Thank so you. So thank that. you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we basically have a shootout with Costello and Johnson, and it ends with Johnson throwing a flashbang. Oh my god, oh. is that common cop? I think it is in certain. Well, you know, he's a he was a bad cop, so yes. In in that situation, yes, I think so. True, and I guess it's also New York. I'm not sure how yeah. they do things that well. 
We're yeah. in L.A. Big cities. Well, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that I thought this was a good reaction to a flashbang, is essentially getting Jane and the widow out the door mm-hmm. and then closing the door before it went off. Yeah. I'm wondering if a door is enough to stop that. I know it's light and sound. Yeah. But I don't know if a, if your usual household door is enough to muffle that. Probably not. TV science. TV. Yeah, that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. A little Hollywood there thrown in. So we have Weller, who has been flashbanged to Helen back, taking out Johnson, and we have uh, Jane shooting Costello in the leg. So Johnson's dead, and Costello's going to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And the widow is okay, and I feel really sorry for her, because yeah. she was introduced just to be traumatized even more. Right. Like have a cookie and a blanket and some tea and oh my god your life sucks i'm so sorry (laughs) right you just lost your husband and now you're going through this mess like and none of this is your fault oh Mm -mm. i'm sure there's a support group somewhere oh yeah poor lady i did love the bit with weller acting like his hearing was still out because you know why to me it showed that he had some personality finally yes i'm like he has a personality in that handsome mug of his he he he, like smile like gave a full smile normally he gives like a half a smile or he gave like a full like teeth i'm like oh he's smiling and we had an actual sense of humor going on like i appreciate this we like it we see you growl and snarl and get angry so often that this is a welcome relief oh yeah it was was, was just a refreshing i would put it like that just very refreshing yeah. For, oh, you okay? I am good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have all that happening at about 40 minutes into the episodes. It's like, okay, we're not done yet. Yeah, you There's got to be more. Mm-hmm. Talking about this over commercial break going, you know what? I bet the captain's in on it. Yep. I bet he, lo and behold. Of course he was. He was the ringleader. <laughs> we are occasionally super good at calling the twist on this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And so he wants to go visit uh, Costello in the hospital. Mayfair says, I'll drive you. And then they start talking. And he mentions that Ricky was gay. Mm-hmm. And Mayfair goes, yeah, I never told you that. Yeah. One of those things. So it turns out he was also using it. He was also accessing the uh, footage to mm-hmm. blackmail people. We only did it to people who could afford it. It was about to go national. But yeah, it was just for, you know, it got way out of hand. Do you know what they do to cops in prison? Mm-hmm. It's like... And we're seeing some interesting parallelism here mm-hmm. between him and Patterson because it was, I made this decision and it has become this ridiculous snowballing thing that I can no longer control. Mm-hmm. I made a decision to do the wrong thing for what I thought were the right reasons. Okay. Yeah. And so it's just, it's interesting to see the parallels for that character, especially since Rossi has been caught. And Mayfair is still relatively under the radar in regards to daylight. Right. For now. So instead of driving him where he wants to go, she straight up crashes the car. Yeah, I don't crashes blame the passenger side into another car. And like, you know what's that, is, that was happening? I thought, that's what I would do. That is super smart. <laughs> I totally would do that. That is, I mean, you're gambling on at least you surviving, but that is incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Right. He probably wasn't wearing the seatbelt either, and she probably saw that. So. Possibly. I, yeah. I don't we know. Didn't, we didn't see that part, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> So we have, because Weller's been acting up all episode because yeah. he knows and he doesn't trust her and he's angry and he is Kurt trust issue, trust issues Weller and yeah, mm-hmm. and he's talking with Jane about it and Jane says she's more than just one mistake. You know, you, you need to actually talk with her. Mm-hmm. 
So he visits her in the hospital and they have that conversation about, what are you going to do if this goes public? Well, I don't know. Yeah. But at least he's talking with people. That's true. And then he goes home and talks to dad. I know. I like that scene. Yeah. And I don't think we we get much of that conversation because it just kind of goes into music. Yeah. But and I don't know if they even, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought it was a nice scene. And at the very least, he sat down at the same table, had a drink with dad, and he didn't like punch him in the face or anything. Yeah. Or he didn't get up and storm out. Or right. Was like, why are you in my house? Just, yeah. Yeah. So it looks like they may sort of be working to mend that slowly. And again, it's, steps. it's good parallel. I love that word. Parallelism. We're getting a lot of it this episode mm-hmm. with what he's going through with Mayfair. Yeah. With what he see. Well, for his dad, he sees it as a betrayal of trust. For Mayfair, it really super is. Yeah. And learning to forgive people and seeing past that. And that is development that he needs because yeah. we have seen that this man can hold a grudge. Yeah. And I would almost guess, well, most of us probably know that watch the show, that dad is probably a big part of why he doesn't trust people. Oh, yeah. 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 And obviously dad was never convicted, but it's still just like, mm, oops, yeah. that's pretty rough. Right. Yeah. And then we have the scene. I, I love the bits that we have, the character building bits. We had the sparring session earlier, and then we had, hey, the girls are going out drinking. Do you want to come? Reed saying he has a date, and everyone just giving him crap about, oh, you don't have to lie about it. You can just say you don't want to. <laughs> right. Like, this is the only development we get for Reed. Can I we know. have some more, please? Yeah. But I like that they had a girls' night out. That was wonderful. Yeah. Just them going out drinking, and we're going to find your new, we're going to find your, your whatever your drink is. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it. Yeah. And Patterson's still getting texts from David. Don't be the sad girl at the bar looking at her phone. Mm -hmm. And we're talking over commercial break. Like, is all Jane owns white T-shirts? Yeah. Like, that's all she ever wears. That's all she owns is white T-shirts. She needs a new wardrobe. Come back from commercial break. And we're getting you a new wardrobe tomorrow. And we're we're like, like, yes! Like, thank the Lord that Whooping she's going and shopping. hollering in the viewing room. <laughs> Passers by looking at us like, what is wrong with you? I like, know. no, no, no. You don't this it. is good. This is good. We need more than the white t-shirts. Come yeah. on. She's a hot, Come on. She's a hot lady. She should be looking hot. Yeah, she is. Yeah, you know. And I mean, she can pull off the white t-shirts, but please, please give her some collar. Yes. Or something, an interesting cut. Something that isn't just a U-neck white t-shirt. Just please. Yes. Please. Matter of fact, I can go with you guys. <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> I'll go with you guys hang out then after we go shopping have a drink too <laughs> i would be moral support because i know nothing about fashion but i'm totally down for the drinking there you go <laughs> there you go do it let's have a party let's not have the party end in blackmail shall we because shall the we? night did not end well for zapata Ooh, like at all no poor zapata she is in deep she's in so far over her head she can't even see straight because tom shows up Tom the vampire. Like he just appeared. Like, that's how a vampire appears. They just, (laughs) And they go after sexy young women, don't they? Walking alone by themselves. Exactly. Perfect. I like this. Tom the vampire. Tom the vampire. Hashtag Tom the vampire, you guys. Hashtag Tom the vampire. Figure that out. (laughs) So he wants more information because Jane's file had nothing because, surprise, surprise, we know nothing. Jon Snow, Tom Snow, whatever you want to do. And she... He tells her, no, you essentially belong to me at this point, because if you don't, you already took my money. You sold out, Jane. You sold out other people. And uh, if I tell the FBI, not only will you be fired, you'll be indicted. So (laughs) I was thinking Zapata is a smart woman and she's very street smart. And I don't understand 
well of course it's the writers but I don't understand why she didn't know that Tom was going to come back on her for that I think she was desperate enough and needed the money badly enough to mm. pay off the debts that right. she, she just you didn't know care. I'm going to take care of this problem now and hopefully it won't have long reaching consequences mm-hmm. I fulfilled my end of the bargain we're done right yeah and unfortunately that was not the case because Tom is Tom Oh Tom! Oh Tom! Nobody <laughs> likes you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Any any actor that ever plays that character in any episode of any show, nobody likes them. We're all just immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. I'm giggling a lot. I know. I know. But that it's is funny. okay. It's hysterical. It's Tom hysterical. the vampire. Tom the vampire. And we yeah. had the just the detail I noticed is that we know that she has an issue with gambling on sports games. She was the one that recognized Ricky Holt, knew his sporting mm-hmm. history, knew he'd yeah. blown out his knee. It was like, okay, they were looking that at makes like, all of the sense. Like, I love that they brought that back in and just seamlessly. Like, yeah. we need a character to know this. You. Yeah, it's perfect. And we've built it up before, so it works. Yeah, it's right up her alley. Yeah. So I'm going to take a minute to talk to you guys about iTunes. I know we're on a bit of a delay, so chat, if there is anything that we didn't cover that you want us to talk about, now would be the time. We will see that in just a minute. But iTunes, you guys, you hear this every week, you're going to hear it again. We love, 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 love getting your comments. And when you do give us the comments, it helps keep the lights on in the studio. It helps our producers know that, hey, you know, these people are... People like watching these people do this. People like watching these people talk about this show. So we should continue to let them do that. And hopefully we'll be talking about a whole lot more of it because Blindspot has been renewed for a second season. Yay! 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 Congratulations, winning. Everything is fantastic. And we are super happy, you guys. I know. Yep, there we go. There's the applause sound effects. Thank you to the person in the booth. You are wonderful and we love you. (laughs) But yeah, we've got the rest of the season. We've got a season two. So, you know, let everyone know that you enjoy watching and listening to us. And Mm -hmm. we'll stick around and we will recap the show because we love it just as much as you guys do. Oh, yeah. So before we swing into predictions, do we have anything else from the chat? Let's see. What do we say? Let me see. I'm going to put my glasses on. <laughs> they really want Zapata to beat up Tom. Je- yeah, Je- Jessica says, I don't know why she just didn't kick him in the nuts because she could have took him. <laughs> yeah, That's true. You're that's- right. <laughs> and then an earlier comment about how Jane needs Buffy on speed dial to take care of Tom the vampire. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Be down Buffy. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller, uh, guest starring on the show. Yeah, sign mm-hmm. me up. Winner. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's just in the way. <laughs> So I think we've just about covered most of it. Um, do you have any uh, final thoughts on the episode? I don't. And I don't know if I necessarily have any real predictions this time, strangely. Yeah, we got a... We can go ahead and roll into predictions. Short as they'll be. Yeah. And now, you're after Buzz TV. I love the light show. I really do. If you're listening on iTunes, you got to tune in just for that moment on YouTube to see the crazy little light show we have going on in studio. I adore it. We had this very fun little teaser for next week. Evidently, mm-hmm. next week is our last episode before the mid-season finale. Mm-hmm. So we are finishing this up before Thanksgiving, and then, you know, we go all of December and possibly yeah. part of January without episodes. So I know. We're going to miss you guys. Of course, they're going to leave us on a terrible cliffhanger, because of that's what course. they do. Oh. And they straight up said in the preview that someone will die. Like... <sighs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. I just got to know these people. I know. But they are moving fairly quickly with all of the plot, except for the big overarching question. Mm-hmm. We have everything except for 
who is Xanatos? Who is the organization behind Jane? What the mm-hmm. heck is all of that? Right. But we got our we got our answers about daylight. Yeah, fine. Which has been the arc that we've been working with for mm-hmm. now. And I'm wondering if we won't be working with a different arc over the second half of the season or if this will continue to extend itself. Mm, Either way, we have uh, Tom the Vampire telling Zapata to put a listening device in the safe house. Mm. Fairly certain that is not super legal. Of course not. Does Tom look like he does anything legal? No. No. There you go. No. (laughs) He is CIA after all. I mean, for crying out loud. (laughs) And that's the point where you're just like... No, nope, I'm finished. Goodbye. Yes. This this was fun. I'm leaving. See ya. <laughs> so yeah, Aww. it looks like we have no idea what we are going to do for this next episode. It looks like it's going to be very action packed. Yeah. Don't know what the procedural will be. Oh. Someone says, who is Orion? Sorry. I completely Ah, forgot about that. That is a very good point. Who is Orion? Jessica, kill off David. LOL. No, we can't kill David, Jessica. Don't kill David. What's wrong with you? David. (laughs) I do like Philip Baker saying, kill Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you know, uh, you cut off the head of a snake, another head grows. Something will just put some other Yeah, but you cut off the head of a vampire and that'll do it. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Vampire. Vampire. Steak. Yeah. Burn the ashes and scatter them over two different rivers. There you I go. read a lot of fantasy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, any final predictions? No, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm okay right now. And we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. We are getting the signal to uh, get going. So, where can the people find you? I am at Stephanie G thirty three sixty on Instagram and YouTube, and uh, you can check me out on Sundays after show of Homeland. Awesome. I'll be there. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I basically live at the studios, guys. I do so many shows. Arrow is on a different day this week. We're doing it on Thursday night. We are also doing Steven Universe on Thursday and Star Wars Rebels on Wednesday, so you can catch me there. Guys, to everyone in the chat, to everyone on Twitter, yeah. thank you so much thank for watching guys. and following along. If you want to talk with us while the show is not on, you can definitely use the hashtag ABTVBlindspot. We do check that even when we're not on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for watching along with us, and we will see you next week. From next executive week. producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 